<laughs> hey! <Yeah>. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. That's good. Thank you. So, people keep asking me or asking us, oh, you know, how was Germany? How was your trip? And I really hate being asked that because then I feel like I have to have this whole discussion with somebody about how the trip was. Mm-hmm. So if we just talk about it now, I can just be like, go listen to the fucking podcast. Just like a reference point for them. You don't want to talk about it anymore. Just send them the link. Right. Like here, this is how it was. Yeah. <laughs> if you really care, you can go listen to it. But also... I I don't know why it came up the other day, but I had to remember the exact day that we went. And it was just like two months ago, almost exactly. Mm-hmm. But it feels like it was, it feels like it was two years ago now. To me, it feels like it was. Not two years. <laughs> I feel like it would be closer to two years than. Two months. months. Two months was like, oh, yeah, we just got back. I mean, it definitely feels longer ago than two months, but. So I guess first thing, what would you rate it? The entire trip overall? Yeah. Yeah. You can use whatever kind of rating skill that you want. One to ten, I would give it an eight. Okay. While we were there, I probably would have gave it like a six. (laughs) But now that we've come back, I'd probably give it like a seven and a half or an eight. Because I think that while we were there, I felt too much pressure to make sure that what we were doing didn't get fucked up. So instead of enjoying the moment, it was like constantly, where do we have to be next? Mm-hmm. What do we have to do to get there? How do we get there? But then when I think back on it, not like it's some nostalgia trip from years ago. It was just a couple months ago. It's like, oh, like that shit was really cool. If I see a picture of it. Mm -hmm. But then the feeling that I remember wasn't, oh, this shit's so cool. It was like, are we late for something? Is there somewhere that I got to get us to? Is there somewhere that we need to be? And it's not like we bought tour packages or sightseeing tickets. It wasn't like we really had to be anywhere at any certain time. It was just, I'm responsible for this. Mm -hmm. And I'm responsible for you. I can't imagine what it must be like to take four fucking kids to (laughs) Disney World or something. At least there you're, I guess you're in a contained area. You're not traveling from city to city. But when we were in the airport, and who knows, who knows where these people were actually going. But we would see, like, two parents with, like, three or four kids 
and a shit ton of luggage. Yeah, remember that guy with packs hanging off the front his and the front back and his back <laughs> and carrying. Yeah, so th- I don't think they were just going. You know, maybe they were going somewhere for a long time, but there are people that will take their kids to to France or take their kids, you know, to. I guess what we're talking about here. Let's take the kids to the Grand Canyon or Niagara Falls <laughs> or some shit. Yeah. I don't think that that's something that I could ever do. But I guess when you see those events happening, the dad is never having a good time. There's always right. someone in the family that has to have a shitty time so that everyone else can have a good time. Because mm-hmm. someone has to run the show. It doesn't have to be the dad. It could be the mom. But the, someone has to be looking out for what the fuck are we doing. I've of taken just my around. kids to Mexico. I did not have a good time. From I had a good time there. But I, the travel time was not a good time. Because I was the one responsible and the first time we went, the kids were four and five. So this is still pretty little. That's it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I was just like saying I, say. I, I did it. And yeah, it. but my mom was there, you know, and she helped out. So that was nice. I'm not trying to make it sound like I had a horrible time because I had to babysit you. Well, I hope not. But kind of. <laughs> that, that's how it felt. Oh, my gosh. It wasn't that way. But for no reason and, you know, my own fault, like, that's how it felt. But, like, when you went to Mexico, you said the travel was stressful. But once you were there, it wasn't. But that's because... You went to like an all-inclusive resort and stayed like, there. We're here, yeah. so now the kids can go do whatever the fuck they want. There it was. So we went to one, two, f- five, four or five different cities mm-hmm. across nine days. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't. Oh, we're here. Let's just hang out and have a good time. Every other day and sometimes every day was like get our shit together what fucking bus or train do we get on what time does the bus or the train leave how long is it going to take us to get there how are we going to get there and then for part of the trip we ended up renting the car which kind of alleviated that where's the bus station what time is the bus leaving? But then it added the stress of how the fuck do you drive here? Right. What the fuck do these signs mean? What does Wooster-Bugen Flugen-Nugen mean? <laughs> to the point where the, the stress then just equaled itself out. Right. So now I'm in charge of, you know, the time is no longer the issue. But now I'm responsible for, for driving. Well, when we first... Got to Germany. What was this? We were trying to find a place to drop our luggage for the day. So we found a train station. 
yeah, and tried was... to open lockers and get change, and it was kind of a process. I have a bump right here. So that we didn't have to... What? I think it's just one of those Is it normal. on your thyroid? It's on my Adam's apple. <gasps> what if you can't talk anymore? Yeah. There goes the whole, podcast. My whole livelihood. Yeah. My $50 a month is hey. gone. Hey. I mean... When we were looking for those coin lockers, I didn't have my mask. And two cops stopped me, and they were like, where's your mask? And I was like, oh, I, like I left it back with my bags. I'm just looking for a, like a dollar converter to coins or whatever. A change machine. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a better word for that. And they were like, you have to wear a mask. Because you had to wear a mask there everywhere mm-hmm. you went. And I was like, it's back there. Do you know where a change machine is? And they were like, no, but you have to wear a mask. Do you have a mask? <laughs> and I was like, no, it's it's back there. So then he just reached into his pocket and took out a mask. And gave you and a gave mask? It to me. So they actually have police patrolling the areas there. But just handing, it wasn't his mask. He had like a box of a hundred like surgical masks yeah. or whatever. And he was like, you got to wear one. He just handed it to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just another example of, well, we're here in this one city for the day. And that was in Munich. Yes. We can't check into our hotel yet, or the train station is too far from the hotel. It doesn't make sense to leave downtown where all the shit is to go out to our hotel drop off our shit and then come back so it's like oh let's just put it in a locker then we had to make sure we came back to it to get our shit like that kind of thing ended up happening what three three or four times where it was like it's too early to check in we have to ditch our bags we were there for two nights and our hotel wasn't like super close to it wasn't close at all where we were doing things the bento inn the bento inn it was so cute yeah it had uh it had sushi ducks on the wall wasn't it like a what are those things called that bring babies oh storks it was a stork flying carrying a sushi (laughs) is that what it was yeah they were cute. And the windows just opened in the hotels. No, there was no AC, but you could just open the window. There was no screen, nothing. It just completely rolled open. We could have just jumped out if we wanted to. Five stories up, right? I think so. Yeah. Which is weird. It's weird. Because <laughs> hotel windows in America don't open like that. They don't generally open at all. You can't open them. Oh, you can't even, like, crack them? Mm-mm. A lot of them you can't. So what did you think about Munich in general? Munich was fine. I mean, they had some good food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some really good food. <laughs> um, okay, so what, what was the best good food that you had in um, Munich? The, the white broth. The vice of worst. 
what 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 are they called? White sausages, right? Yeah. White brats. Yeah, I like. You said it right. I like that. Um, I think the best thing that I had in Germany. We only went to one city in Germany though, which was Munich. But the best thing that I had was the different kinds of mustards. Oh, the mustards were. Which is so the really best thing good. that I ate in Germany was just a, a condiment, just a topping. <laughs> the the pretzels really tasted no different than a pretzel you would get at a baseball game or something here. There no, wasn't something that's true. Like pretzels are good, mm-hmm. so I liked it, but it wasn't like holy shit! Like this is the original pretzel. It was just like oh, it's a pretzel. Mm-hmm. Much like, you know, if you were to go to, well, let's, we went to McDonald's there. The McDonald's. In Munich? Oh, well, maybe not. I don't think we did in Germany. It was in Austria that we went. Okay, so do you remember some of the shit that we ate in Munich? Do you have pictures of it? Yeah, besides, I remember that because it was disgusting. Uh... There's a lot of church pictures. All right, well, don't sit here. I don't think so. Don't dig through it looking for Uh, it. This, I took a picture of this. It was an apple apple schnitzel donut or something. We ate a lot of different pastries. Basically, any time that we walked by a stand or a store, shit there was so cheap that it was like, oh, we can buy like a $2 small sandwich or pastry. But in terms of meals, we ate that, or I ate that pork knuckle. Mm-hmm. Which was really good. Which was really gross. With some really good potatoes. That were really gross. That were, had kind of this mochi type of, like, texture, which was really good. It was a mashed Especially potato, with the sauce. But it was in, like, a sticky ball. Yeah. And your fork didn't cut it. Your fork just kind of spongy, kind of mushed through it. <laughs> so you would probably be supposed to eat that with a knife and a fork, and use the knife to actually cut the potato. Mm-hmm. But the sauce was some sort of thick beer sauce. Yeah, it was really good. It was really disgusting, <laughs> and the pork knuckle was just nothing but like half inch thick fat underneath, like a pork rind crust crust yeah like the, the skin it was had like a so crispy skin fried however the fuck they make pork rinds is that it really felt like pork rinds from a bag mm-hmm. wrapped around fat but it wasn't like bacon fat because i don't mind like on a strip of bacon and it has a little bit of fat on it it was like the pork belly like thick cut yeah like gooey fat I didn't eat any of that super fatty stuff off of it. And I think that's why I thought it was good. Because the meat was good. The meat was fucking gross. (laughs) So, okay. Moving on from the food. When you think of Munich, what's the things that stand out to you as like, oh, that was cool? Nothing. Really? I have like a few things. One is really weird. (laughs) Seeing... Walgie Fluster and Harakiri for the Sky. Right. 
was awesome. That was awesome. But that had nothing to do with Germany. That could have happened somewhere else. Anywhere. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, that wasn't there. No, so what the fuck did we even do there? We found a place at the train station to get cell phones service. Mm-hmm. We got little SIM cards. It was pretty cheap. So I think we spent, was it 40 bucks a phone mm-hmm. or 20 bucks a phone? It was 20 because I think our total was like 40 And it gave you like unlimited data. Or, no, with five gigs of data or ten. What the fuck? Yeah. However much that it was yeah. that we bought, we did not need to buy more for the amount of time that we were there. Mm-hmm. So we had full phone service, just couldn't send normal texts. It had to be like a Wi-Fi text. It had to be Instagram or a Facebook Messenger or whatever. Right. You couldn't use the phone as a phone. But for 20 bucks, that took care of everything, which was nice. Yeah. Like the entire time we were there. And then we dropped off our bags. And then as soon as we left the train station, we I just, don't remember. You don't remember where we went? I do. I don't remember. I don't remember anything. <laughs> when you tell me something, you'll remember. I'll remember it. We went to the market. To the Alien Marked, mm-hmm. I think it was called. And we walked around there. That's what I remember was that market. The first thing we did was go to a boba store. <laughs> <laughs> we went to an Asian store first and bought some drinks. And then we walked through some shops and a pigeon pooped on me. Yeah. Like on my head or my back. There was a lot of those. And then we went into some stores because I remember the Doc Martin store like made a big impression on me. <laughs> I think back and think I want to buy stuff. We have Doc Martin stores here. I know, but that one was really cool. But it's not so cool that like I can't wait to go back to the to Doc Germany. Martin store <laughs> in Germany. Like I can't wait. I got to go back to Germany mm-hmm. to go to the Doc Martin store. Yeah. Because you could do that in other places. Yeah. Then we just walked to that market and that square. There was a guy preaching about Jesus, but that may have been the next day. You don't remember the Jesus guy no, preaching in German? Outside the thing with the little clock. The, the glockenspiel. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. left my phone at that fish place. Yeah. <laughs> you forget your phone every time you go out of the city. <laughs> oh. It's anytime it you leave bad. home, you forget your phone. I don't. I've done much better lately. But I think that's kind of all we did that first day. We went to that restaurant and ate the food that I thought was good and you thought was nasty. And then we which went is, to our hotel. Which is the most famous restaurant in Munich. And you hated it. It might be the most famous restaurant in Germany. Because it's one of the main facilities for the Oktoberfest shit. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's like some 
five star restaurants in uh, whatever the fuck the capital is called. Berlin. Yeah. Like maybe there's some cool shit there. Mm-hmm. But when people talk about Germany, they talk about drinking. They talk about Oktoberfest mm-hmm. and that Hofbra house was mm-hmm. like the place on every tourist thing that we looked at that was like, oh, you got to go here. And the server wasn't necessarily friendly. No, he didn't like us at all. He was irritated that we didn't speak German. And which. Don't. You. You know how to speak German. Just for the record, while this is being recorded, public statement. I do not speak German. I cannot speak German. I understand a few words. A few more words than Sean. That's all. How does that make you feel? Like shit. When you realize that you had been under the impression for 30 years that you spoke German. To the point where you thought you could go to Germany and just have a conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. But as it turns out. very betrayed by my people. I, I had varying emotions over there of being really mad and then really sad and then really mad again and then incredibly embarrassed. It's um, possible like, if there's like a redneck part of Germany that's like the Arkansas of Germany. Oh my gosh. That maybe had we gone there, people would have talked the way that you talk and you would have been able to have a conversation with them. I mean, my German teacher said that. And see, it's even embarrassing to say that I had a German teacher. Well. Before I went. I mean, I can read the menu. That's about as far as it goes. I could read the menu. I think and I could sometimes, sometimes understand words. I think it really is just that had everybody that spoken to you, like, written it down and showed it to you and you had time to sit there and read it, you probably could have understood it. Mm -hmm. But just like trying to learn another language is like Spanish or Japanese. You hear someone speak it and it's like, Oh, this isn't like the app. (laughs) Right. This isn't like my textbook or my high school Spanish teacher. Like these people are just slinging these words out as fast Mm -hmm. as they can. And I just can't keep up. So that was probably most of it. Yeah. And then just your insecurity with sounding like some sort of German white trash. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was to the point that when I got back, I didn't even want to speak German anymore. Like at all. Just drop the language. The second day we went to... The show, right? Yeah. So what the fuck did we do that day? Nothing before we, then? We went to some churches. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Right. <laughs> I, we went back to the market again. Right. So we And were we ate those brats and stuff. For two days. And we went back to the same place we went the day before. Was it the next day that we went to the concentration camp? Or was it that day? Maybe it was, maybe it was that day. So the the St. Peter's Church was awesome. 
So if anybody ever is thinking about going, yeah, I would say if you're going to go to Germany. It was the same day. We went to the concentration camp. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't go to Munich. I'm sure there must be way better cities in Germany to go to. If Munich is representative of Germany as a whole, if some well-traveled dude was like, well, I've been to a lot of cities in Germany, and like, if you went to Munich, like you went to the heart of Germany. Like, that's the German experience. Then, And yeah. be like, oh, these Germans kind of suck. I mean, we saw people in lederhosen. Okay, that's my answer. That was fun. <laughs> so the coolest thing that we did or saw in Germany was the people dressed up in the lederhosen. Mm-hmm. Because there were so many of them. Because we happened to be there at the time that would normally be Oktoberfest. Yeah. But there was no Oktoberfest because of coronavirus. But everybody was still out celebrating Oktoberfest, just not government-sanctioned Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was cool. But, I mean, the concentration camp, we went to Dachau. Like, I, I take that or leave it. Like, I, I didn't really care. I didn't have some horrifying, like, this is breaking me down as a person, how cruel people are. And I didn't have some, wow, this is so interesting from a historical perspective. It was just like, yeah, like, yeah, like I, I learned about this before. I, I had that kind of moment. <laughs> I think that most kids get taught about the Holocaust a lot through middle school, high school. And you are shown pictures and you watch movies to where how fucking crazy it was. You already know. So when you go and visit there, it was kind of like, yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, I've heard this. Yeah, I knew this. So it wasn't necessarily like chilling or eye opening. I guess walking into like the actual rooms where thousands of people were murdered and burned and like just standing where they stood was pretty fucking crazy. But that was one small part of it. And the rest of it was just like a interactive. It wasn't interactive. It was just like an informational Lots of reading. museum. Yeah. So lots of pictures. Also with shit like that, I feel like there's only so much that you can feel at one time to where you show me three pictures of like beaten malnutrition, people starving to death, or you show me 300 like by the third, it's like, okay, like I get it. I'm not going to feel any worse. The more you show it to me. But I think you work differently than that. Yes. Because it kind of piled up on you. But also, had I never been told this shit and never knew that this shit happened, and then for the first time at 30 years old, I'm introduced to it, I think that I would probably feel more like how you felt. Because like it's not something that you were ever really taught. Mm-mm. You didn't really know anything about it. I mean... I read about it in school, I think. 
I don't remember ever seeing pictures, obviously no movies or videos or anything of it. Like when you read a story, you read a story, you know? I don't think that That's reading... Was, I think that was the extent of it taught, like in school for me. Reading about it doesn't really cut it with that shit. I think the photographs really get the point across mm-hmm. more than reading about it. But I guess like being there kind of gets the point across a little bit more, but I think I have a relatively good ability to imagine or picture myself in those scenarios. Like we always talk about, like you want to go to Egypt and I'm like, well, you've seen pictures of pyramids Mm -hmm. and you say, yeah, but imagine what it's like to be there and actually see them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, yeah, like I can. Like I'm doing it right now as we're talking. I can picture how big a pyramid is to the point where going and looking at one would be like, yeah, that's, that's what I pictured. I don't think that there's much there to experience beyond seeing it. And I feel like I've seen it. So seeing that shit wasn't much different than how I imagined it was, but getting to experience it and walk through it was kind of cool. But it's not really something that is supposed to be kind of cool. You're not supposed to go to the concentration camp. It wasn't cool for me. And have a good time. I had a horrible time, just so you know. I just... I, yeah, I mean, we've watched, what, like a few movies or stuff that kind of had that stuff in up before we went, like in the last four years, I've watched a few things about it, and then like seeing it in real life was, I I felt it like deep inside of me. (laughs) It was so sad. And then I just got it like piled up and I looked at more pictures and read more things and it just got like more and more and more horrifying and sad that it was actually a real thing. Because sometimes you watch something and even though you know that it happened, it can feel like it didn't. Yeah. And it just felt real then because I was there. Do you know that there's people called Holocaust deniers that no. believe that the Holocaust never happened and that it's just some fake conspiracy? So all the camps that are still left over are just fake? Like the moon landing is fake. and How do shit. they explain I don't. I don't the know the, the thought behind it. I just know that there's a legitimate group of people that are labeled as Holocaust deniers. How ridiculous. There's always something like that for everybody or for everything. There's somebody that's not going to believe it. Yeah. Um, so, what are you doing? I'm looking at the pictures of the concentration camp. It's really sad. <laughs> then why are you laughing and smiling about it? you're just like it was just a thing and it for me it was really sad I'll stop looking okay 
Then we went to... Where the fuck did we go? Well, that night we went to the show. It was called Backstage Munich. Was Mm -hmm. Was the venue. And... That was fun. We talked about this a couple of different times, I think, on some different podcasts. But the most amazing thing about the show was the mask policy. Where if you managed to buy a ticket that got you a seat at a table, which were more expensive tickets, you were allowed to sit at the table and not wear your mask. But if you had a ticket that was just a general admission standing ticket, you had to wear your mask. So everybody in the pit in front of the stage standing up all had their masks on. Everybody on the sides at tables was allowed to have their mask off. But... I don't know where I was going with that. Everybody wore their mask. That's that. Yes, but that's not. I don't know if it was them or if it was somebody else told me later that some venues require the bands to wear masks. What? On stage. Well, I think it may have been Kyle from Vitriol said that they had played at some places or he'd seen someone play where they actually had to wear the mask while singing perform. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. That'd be rough. (laughs) But I went, we went on this whole trip. The purpose that we went to where we went at the time we went was to see Harakiri for the sky, Mm -hmm. which I ended up liking Walji Fluster much more. <gasps> You're going to say that? Yeah. What so if he listens? <laughs> you did? I didn't. You never I told, told me that. that. You just forgot. That you liked them better. I knew that you said that you liked them, but I didn't know that you liked them better. The, the performance was better. Okay. Because they had a really cool atmosphere. They did. With the light show and the smoke and the... They had like bones and antlers and stuff yeah, all over. Yeah, they were awesome. Well worth the trip at that point, just for that. Mm-hmm. I also think that their sound quality was better. The Harakiri, uh, like vocals, just weren't really. Weren't as good. Yeah. Yeah. Like his performance wasn't as good. Mm-hmm. If you look in, if you listen to the albums, they're both good, but the Walji Fluster dude sounds exactly like he sounds on the album, mm-hmm. whereas the Harakiri for the Sky dude sounded like he was struggling a little bit more, mm-hmm. or just didn't give a shit. He laid on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so maybe he didn't give a shit. Maybe he didn't. But not like every time I go to a show here. Do I see people getting in fights or arguments? But when you go to shows here, and I could be totally wrong. This is just my perception of it. People just sit in the groups of the people that they went to the show with, which is also what I do. Like I sit with my group of friends and other people sit with their little group. This felt more like, Everyone was there together. Mm -hmm. I didn't seem to notice 
a group of five standing here and a group of five standing there. It just kind of seemed like everybody was just hanging out together. Mm-hmm. Which, if you go back to like the original, like reason a lot of this shit started, like old like punk shit in the seventies, was to have a place for like-minded, similar people to all come and hang out together. But like that doesn't exist anymore. But it seems like maybe they're doing a better job with it there than we are here. Yeah. But the people there also seemed better at looking the part of the show that they're going to. (laughs) Because here you can go to... You can go to an Avenged Sevenfold show, which you shouldn't, but you could. And you could see a wide variety of different people there. Mm-hmm. You'd probably see a normal ass dude with like khaki cargo shorts and ASICs and like a Freedom Under Armour t shirt and a baseball hat. Mm-hmm. And he's having a great time. Or you could see like skinny, all black emo dude with like scene hair and he's having a great time or you could see the dude with like the leather vest with all the patches on it with the like the pyramid belt mm-hmm. and tattoos on his face and he's you know 45 years old all at the show together right. which to me never fucking makes sense like maybe at an event sevenfold show it might make a little more sense but you could go to a Walt J. Fooster show here and you would see that kind of weird ass grouping of people. And it's like, how, how like, are you guys listen? here for the music or you just came cause there was a band or does the, does the ASICs cargo shorts guy really love this type of music? He just happens to dress that way over there. Everybody looked exactly how you would expect fans of that band to look. Which, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, but it was a noticeable thing. They almost all looked... They all looked the exact same. Mm -hmm. Which, that sounds like a negative thing. But it was kind of cool to to be somewhere where everyone seemed committed... And deeply involved with the type of lifestyle that comes along with that type of music. Mm -hmm. I agree. The show was awesome. I don't think that Matthias would feel bad if he heard me say that I liked Walsy Flooster more. They're friends, I think. When we got up the next morning and we left. Yeah. And we went to Salzburg. Yes. So we crossed, we left Germany. We got the fuck out of Germany. And the we minute rode we a got train to Austria. through Austria to Salzburg. No, no passport check, no borders, no, no nothing. So we got off the plane in Munich and then we got on a train and crossed over to a different country. No big deal. It wasn't like we were sneaking their borders are just wide open. Just like if you were to fly into America and land in New York, 
and drive to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You're already in the country. So they kind of treat those countries very much like states, it seems. Yeah. It didn't necessarily feel like, you know, leaving the United States to go to Canada. You got to yeah. get out your fucking passport. You got to go through a customs check. We just, we just got on a train and went across. Even getting on the train, there was no one that was like, you know, who are you? Which was another thing. No one even takes your fucking tickets on these trains. No. You buy the ticket and you get on the train. It was so weird. And there's nowhere to click it or stamp it or hand it to someone or scan it. Nope. It was just you buy a ticket and there's a possibility that someone may walk by you and ask to see it. Or when you get off the train, there's a possibility that someone may be like, hey, do you have a ticket? And if you get caught without a ticket, you get a ticket. You get fined and you Mm -hmm. have to pay a fine for it. But not a single train that we took did we actually need to buy the ticket for the train. And after we figured that out, the amount of tickets that we bought (laughs) got a little bit lower. So it's like, eh, what are the chances? Should we just take the risk? Well, somebody had actually told us, like, the fine isn't really much more than what the price of the ticket would be. So if you get stopped, you just pay the fine and you're not really paying any more money. Yeah. I'd say we probably paid for 75% of them. Yeah. We paid for going from Munich into Austria. Well, that was like a relatively... That Somebody was a did more come by and check that yeah, one, I think. I was going to say, that was more expensive because that was a few-hour train just, ride. Just but the money. trains in the city that we checked. It's a money-saving tip. If you're going <laughs> on a budget, don't worry about budgeting in your train ticket. No. And if you were from the United States and you went over there and you didn't buy a ticket and they were like, hey... Here's your fine. Then you go back to Cleveland. (laughs) Right. What are they going to do? Are they going to come extradite you? No. And take you back over there to make you pay your $10 ticket? No. What's going to happen? I bet you Morgan is listening to this and he's like, oh, that's fucked up, man. You've got to buy your ticket. So we went to Salzburg, and the first thing we did was... We saw Native Americans. Go to this really awesome cemetery. Yeah. It was really cool. can't just say we went to this awesome cemetery. What's the cemetery that we went to? Well, I don't know the name of it. Do Uh, you? Yeah, I'm sure I do. I don't have the name. I don't know if I posted it or not. It was really cool. No, I didn't post it. Salzburg was fine. They had this like outdoor fair that was going on. Fair? What about the the anti-vaccine march that we saw? That was weird. Yeah. There were cops. It wasn't like they were like, tear gassing. No. It was just like 10 people with signs walking down the street. And a drum that <laughs> the person wasn't actually a drummer. He was just banging it. <laughs> He wasn't doing a great job. Ooh, and we ate, uh, or you ate, sheep milk ice cream. 
there. Was, was that there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. It wasn't, it wasn't significantly great. better than chocolate peanut butter from Baskin Robbins. <laughs> so at this point in the trip, Sean still hadn't ate any food that he liked, really. But then we went out to dinner. Dinner was really great that night. Uh, so we went to the Satcher Hotel. That's not how you pronounce it. It's S-A-C-H-E-R. And it's, it's relatively famous for their, their cakes. They invented this specific, like, Satcher tort. Okay. Which is why people know that name. Um, it was the like the chocolate cake with the chocolate icing and the chocolate on the inside. Really good. The coolest thing about Salzburg was just the views from those two bridges mm-hmm. that crossed over the water. If it wasn't for those two bridges and like that castle in the background i was gonna say there were castles in the background and church steeples and but if it wasn't bridges and for that i'm not sure that there would have been anything else there that was like if if someone's listening to this thinking about planning a trip to austria like i'm not sure that i'd be like you gotta go to salzburg yeah i don't know if you had more time and maybe you could go tour those castles, that could be cool. But it's hard for me without looking at my phone and looking at where we were for what we were doing. Salzburg and Vienna, if we're talking about like the little shopping streets. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. The, like in the Doc Martin store was in Munich. Yeah. Like, yeah, I couldn't tell you that. It all just kind of felt the same. I feel like the the shops that we walked along in Salzburg were a completely different atmosphere than Munich. No? I don't. Look. It was more like. When we talk about being in Tokyo. I can tell you exactly what I saw, (laughs) where I saw it, when I saw it, how I felt, what it smelled like, what it tasted like, what the weather was, what bus to get on, what time the train leaves. I can remember every single thing about it. And that was was over two years, three years ago, right? But then we're going to have a conversation about something we did two months ago. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Shows you the difference between the impact that it had on me. So it's not my fault that I don't remember this. Just in the moment, it didn't strike me as like, like holy shit, I'm in a new world. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like everywhere we went. Aside from Hallstatt in Vienna. Just kind of felt like, oh yeah, I've, like I've been here. I've done this. The fact that nobody didn't speak English. 
every all around us everywhere were white people speaking english i ran into one guy at in hallstatt that didn't speak english at all one guy one guy okay a bartender he didn't speak any okay did you have a hard time no i just pointed at what i wanted and he gave it to me I can't say that like I wish that I remembered. It's just, it's just me. Like the experience that I had was the experience that I had. I wasn't expecting to have a different experience. If we're gonna go to, we're gonna go to Africa, to like Nigeria, I'd be like, oh shit, like this is gonna be a weird fucking experience. If we were gonna right. go to the the rainforests in Argentina, I'd be like, oh shit, like this is gonna be weird. Knowing that we were going to, to Germany, to Austria, I was like, okay. Well, they're just white people. They're just white people speaking English mm-hmm. with a funny accent. <laughs> I think that's really all that it, that it was. And there wasn't a single place that we really went where it was like, oh, this is weird. Some of it was cool. But, like, I do remember specific things from Vienna. Mm-hmm. Because Vienna does have a vibe. It, it does, does have an atmosphere. That night in Salzburg, we ate at that Hotel Sacher. Mm-hmm. And they have an outdoor seating area right by that little river that runs through the center of the city. With an and awesome there's view. all these lights in the background. That was awesome. Then mm-hmm. that food, I so we got pumpkin soup. That, that was, was really, really good. It was really good. I got wiener schnitzel. I got wiener schnitzel. No, you got a burger. I got a burger. Yes. No, I got the wiener schnitzel with the little red fruity balls that you put on top of it this was my meal okay see Uh, I didn't take a picture of your food I took a picture of this which was a what was this did they call this an iced coffee or was this ice cream the iced coffee there is ice cream their iced coffee is uh coffee float oh right yeah so it's coffee with a scoop of ice cream in it it's not just ice cream or it's not just coffee with ice in it it's actually like a coffee float and it was super good yeah and then i got the apple strudel there for the first time because everybody talks about how good that is over there and so i ordered it and eh, I mean, I didn't think it was, like, this amazing thing. It was good. It wasn't gross. But it tasted like something that my mom makes. Yeah, but you say your mom's a really good cook. She is. So I did get the burger. I have a picture of it. I thought you got a burger. It was really good, but... At that point, you were like, I just want some good food. I think that's why you got a burger. But the wiener schnitzel that you got, I think I ate half of it. You did. And it was really good. Mm -hmm. Like, I would definitely get that again yeah 
But then in the morning, where did we stay there? We stayed at where that really stay? nice hotel. The pink that one? That was a circle. Yeah. With the pink shit everywhere. Yeah. I think so. They had like fur on the floor. It was cool. And the headboard was lit up. And then the next morning we just went to the car rental place and rented a car and got Starbucks and headed out. We headed out to the Eagle's Nest. Yes. Which was more depressing <laughs> Nazi shit. Yeah, but, it was weird. But one hell of a view. Yeah. There was nowhere that we went that even came close to comparing to that view. That backdrop that atmosphere it, it was yeah it was incredible so what was it like a maybe an hour drive from salzburg but then like a 30 minute bus ride yeah something which cost like, like what was it like 70 dollars to ride the bus but the only way that you can get up there is on the bus mm -hmm. so you have to take the bus and i think it was like 36 dollars a ticket mm -hmm. or 36 euros a ticket, which is even more expensive. Cause that's probably yeah. like 40 bucks a ticket. And you go up this crazy winding back and forth and back and forth the road. And the bus driver is just flying through <laughs> these turns. It was a little terrifying at times. And then, then you're still not at the top of it. You whoa. walk through a tunnel Oh, the big tunnel. And, and take then, an elevator yeah. however many floors, like way up there. The gold-plated elevator. Yeah. That you're not allowed to take photographs of. I don't understand. Why? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure plenty of people have. We weren't supposed to take pictures of those bones, but we did. We did. There was a restaurant up there, but we didn't eat there. We just kind of... There wasn't Walked a lot. around and looked at the view and took a bunch of pictures and videos. and. There wasn't a lot to see inside. No. I think they had a lot of it blocked off. But I also think the house itself wasn't really that big. It was like a relatively small house. But the whole point of it was, you know, outside. Mm-hmm. And but I asked the security guard on the way in if you can fly drones there, and he was like, "No, no drones." But then I had to run to the far corner <laughs> of the property and launch the drone really quick while no one was looking, and like fly it back and forth twice just to try to get some picture of it. But this shit came out really good. Yeah. Just. I don't ever have the time to sit there and like compile I, it and put it all together and edit it. I, I bet people would like to see it. Especially if you're not supposed to use one there. Maybe there's right. not a lot of people that actually have footage. footage. But it's true. What are you showing me pictures of? What we did next. Well, you can't just show me the picture. <laughs> then we just drove kind of through the countryside, and it was really pretty. That countryside. was super stressful because 
where the fuck are we going? There was road construction where I think, I don't know, I think we weren't supposed to drive through it, and we just did. So they just have random road construction where there's no, there's no lights, there's no warnings, there's no construction in one mile, take this detour. Suddenly just half, like one lane of the road is just blocked off Mm -hmm. with like a little, like a fence. And said road closed. We were like, well... The GPS says to go this way. So there was gonna, no other way to go, really. We're just going to keep going this way. So we're probably like 20 minutes. We just drove past people working on the road and trucks working <laughs> we on the road. We were on the wrong side of the road, yeah. too. <laughs> we stopped and asked one of the construction workers, but he didn't really speak much English. And I, I was like, I'm not sure what he said. I think he said it's okay, but I'm not sure. If we weren't supposed to go that way, I feel like he would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? And turn around, go mm-hmm. back. He just kind of walked over and was like, hey. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, road work. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was fine. Maybe that's what you're supposed to do. Maybe. Instead of having the guy where, there with the one side says stop and one side says slow. They didn't and have And they that. take turns going back and forth. Maybe they just trust their citizens to not run into each other head to head. So maybe had we come in contact with another car, maybe one of us would pull to the side slowly and we would just inch past each other. Right. That's probably what's supposed to happen because he didn't say anything about, you know, if you did that here, some dude would come fucking screaming at you like mm-hmm. you're a dumbass and acting like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're going to get fined. <laughs> but yeah. The coolest part of that's not the right way to start that sentence, but I don't know how else to do it. The coolest part of what I'm going to talk about (laughs) was actually seeing little tiny towns. You almost can't even call them towns. Just like little villages. Mm Mm-hmm. Every 15 minutes and every little tiny village had a massive church with a giant clock tower. Mm -hmm. Just like you see on like postcards or like tourist pamphlets. Mm -hmm. That's something I've never seen before, but it, it, it wasn't like, holy shit. I can't imagine that like this, how can this be real? It wasn't some amazing moment. It was just like, like, oh, that's really, that's really cool. I think if you would remove the stress of trying to drive there and trying to get somewhere by a certain time, that that whole section of like road trip would yeah. have been a lot more enjoyable because it would be cool to like stop. And, like, check all these little places out. And we did stop at that one bakery, which was fucking awesome. Oh, it was so good. It was just this little tiny bakery in a little tiny town. It I was. don't. I guess they spoke English, but not as well. You have the name? Well, I have it marked as the 
they're just Gaiden. <laughs> but that's close to the eagle's nest, and we were further away. Oh. But they had those robots cutting the grass, which was cool. Oh, they did. I took a picture of you sitting there, and there's a name behind it. So if you want to pronounce that name. Well, you speak the language. Holzofenbrot. <laughs> Something like that. And then we went to the best part of the trip that day that was a surprise for me what we went to that spa i thought we went to the waterfall no the spa came first oh yeah okay so what do you have to say about i would rate that a 10 out of 10 where were we uh zlmz yeah right was it a town the spa wasn't really in a town it was in a town called Capron. It was kind of... It felt like it was in the country. There was just mountains surrounding it and green pastures. Yeah, it was way out of the way, I think, on purpose. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be this secluded, surrounded by nature. Spa resort. But it's not nature. Like, surrounded by, like, green rolling hills. Mm-hmm. There was no nature of any sort. But there were, wasn't there like a field of cows, I think? There was. And then a giant fucking parking lot. (laughs) Which kind of, you know, like I get people got to have somewhere to park. Mm -hmm. But when you have this fancy, expensive resort, you'd think that the eyesore of sitting like on a rooftop infinity pool mm-hmm. overlooking the mountains right and the rolling hills that they'd be like we can't have this facing the parking lot mm-hmm. but it, it does mm-hmm. you it, it sits right in the parking lot so that if you're looking i mean there's a building behind you and to the left of you so you can't really look you can't turn around you're just going to be looking at the building mm-hmm. and you can't look left because that's the building because it's on the corner so you can either look straight or look right and if you look straight you're looking at a giant fucking parking lot but if you look right you get this awesome view Mm -hmm. of the hills that place was i don't know four (laughs) hundred dollars a night i think it It was. was well worth it if people are paying that much, to st- and there were a lot of fucking people there. There was. Wouldn't you build, like, an underground parking lot? You would think Where it's so. like, go down in this tunnel, we have an underground parking garage. And that would eliminate all those cars. Mm-hmm. It's not like they couldn't afford it. Or have an off-site parking lot. And then have a shuttle. Shuttle Just come there. and drop you yeah. off. They could have left that whole parking lot as grass. Or mm-hmm. something. Without it just being super fucking ugly. Because I used the drone to get pictures of that. And I was like, oh, this awesome pool. But then... Parking lot. Parking lot. (laughs) And, you know, 75% of the image is these crazy awesome hills. And all the place had like six different swimming pools. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is so cool. And then parking lot. 
my favorite part about that place was the feeling you know you walked in there and they treated us like we were important rich <laughs> people and it was awesome they gave us a fresh drink it was oh, really right. pretty in there they took really good care of us and then I got to go to the spa and what did we you got get? in the pool I got like a full body exfoliation treatment. Oh, they, they scrubbed you? They scrubbed me down. It sounds weird, but because it is a little bit rough on your skin. Like it's not smooth. It's like granular. <laughs> is that the word? That's yeah, a word. Um, granules. <laughs> but it feels nice. Like somebody is like, lightly scratching you all over and it's kind of relaxing and it's like warm i remember you felt like like you had like like a coating of like butter mm -hmm. on you my, like perfectly smooth my skin was so soft and smooth it was amazing how long did that last an hour no how long did your skin feel that way oh Probably like a, a week. A week? Yeah. I felt like it. Just the other day, I was like, oh, my skin doesn't feel soft anymore like it did. Time for another one. <laughs> I would get those regularly if I could. I just thought that it sounded the most weird. I was like, oh, okay, this one. Yeah, it was awesome. It scrubbed you down, and then they had like a steam shower that you got in and you were supposed to like sit in the heat for a while to like i don't know let it penetrate before you rinsed yourself off um but yeah it was great and then we went to that awesome buffet <laughs> we had like one of the best meals there too they had so much food it's gonna get hard to say what the best thing we ate was no once we get that was the best thing you ate the whole time you were there the bread the bread was the best thing can you from, think of anything else are you saying from that restaurant or from that entire trip the entire trip the bread the bread <laughs> that bread was mind-blowingly good it was like nothing ever before and nothing ever since. What was it? I don't know. It was some brown bread with a bunch of shit. You in would it. you would think that it would be rye bread, but rye bread here is horrible. It wasn't rye. It was way too it was super dense. It was really thick. It was soft though. It was it was really good. So they had a buffet. With a salad bar and a like a coffee bar, a honey bar, a juice bar, and a dessert bar, and an appetizer bar, and a cheese bar, and a bread bar. But then on top of all that, you also got served an entree. Mm -hmm. There was an actual meal that you could order as well. And all that was included in the price of staying there. Which, I mean, thank God. I bet that would have probably been like a $100 a piece meal. 
Well, we got to eat there the next morning, too. So yeah. and the next morning's meal was, was really good, too. It was like just the same thing, but breakfast. Breakfast Breakfast stuff. food. They had so many, like, little glass jars, containers of little desserts, like individual servings. And they all looked good. They all looked cute. And I wanted to try all of them. I think I did try like four. I ate so much cheese that night. It was insane. I thought I was going to be very sick, but I didn't get sick. It was just really good. I don't. I remember that the room there was really nice, but I don't. I think we were so tired. But after we ate that night, it was... Well, we uh, ate so much, I think we were, like, in food comas. We just, I don't remember anything after eating. Like, we ate, and then it was time for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And we ate again. <laughs> yep. And then I think we had, like, 15 minutes before we had to get out. Well, we wanted to go to the pool Yeah, so again, you got to go so. to the pool while I... You packed, packed up everything. That was really nice of you. I got, I got to enjoy. like five or ten minutes in the pool mm-hmm. to look at the parking lot. Yeah. So if you're going to Austria, you need to go to that spa for what's sure. What's it called? I don't <laughs> remember the name of the spa. What's the it called? Towern. Towern? Yeah. T-A-U-E-R-N. Towern Spa in... Zell MC or not? You said it was another town. It's not actually in that town, but I'm it sure would it come up, up if you would Google it. Totally worth it. I would fly back to Austria just to go to that spa for a weekend. Yeah, it definitely wasn't worth the effort that it took to get there just to stay there for a day. You would want to stay well, we there. We weren't for... even there for a day. We got there at like four. And we left at 11. Yeah. Yeah. You need it wasn't a, even 24 yeah, hours. Yeah, you need a full day or two for sure. Especially if you want to go to the spa, if you actually want to get in the pool. If you like really cold pools, they have one of those. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was, was like freezing. so cold. Then they, they, they have had, like hot tubs and they stuff. They had like three outdoor pools, like three indoor pools, and they had hot tubs and mm-hmm. then they had the infinity pool on the roof, and then they have like saunas and sh- uh, what's the other thing? It's not a sauna, but it's hot. Steam. Steam room. That's not what it's called. That's but, not what it's called. But yeah, I mean they have all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you like doing the outdoors shit, because you're out in what do they call that the mountain range? Alps. There's a like guided excursions from the hotel to go and do mountain climbing or mountain biking or I don't think there was hunting, but you could easily. St- I mean, you could go stay there for a week and. Just not relax. run out of shit to do and, and also relax, but you 
also spend probably like three thousand dollars. Yeah. To stay there for a week because it's that expensive, but it's worth it though. <laughs> it would be worth it. Yeah. I think so. I think I'm gonna go back sometime. <laughs> Someday. Okay. Well, we'll I'm, see. I'm I'll remember it. that. Okay. And then the next day we went to the waterfall, Crimmel Falls. Which took us about two hours of walking to get halfway up. And there's hiking, just, not there's, walking. It yeah. was hiking. But it was paved. Uh, it was. It was just dirt, wasn't it? No. The whole way there up? It was like the shitty asphalt. Okay. Are you thinking that the asphalt shit stopped eventually? Mm -hmm. Maybe I thought that, but maybe. But I mean, regardless if it's dirt or not, it's it's steep walking. It was. It was it was hiking, but there's like a little restaurant or something at the very top, and I bet that the view was super crazy from up there. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize that it was. It said something about like. You know, from the parking lot, it's a 15-minute walk. But it meant from the parking lot, it was a 15-minute walk to the base of the waterfall. Mm-hmm. Where and you can see it, but I mean, not the view completely. from the bottom was still pretty awesome. It was, but you couldn't see the whole thing. Because the further up we got, we saw more and more of it. It wasn't like a straight drop. Mm-mm. But we gave up at the halfway point. I wasn't even going to go up any of it. And mm. you said, we drove all this way. You yeah. wanted to see this waterfall? We have to we hike. We got on a fucking airplane. Like, oh, my god! all this way. And then drove all this way. And then <laughs> went on like an hour and a half drive out of the way to get there. And you just wanted to like stare at it for five <laughs> minutes and then leave. It wasn't too bad. I survived. Every little place that we passed by was like one of those little cute hotels with the massive different colored like balconies of flowers. Window boxes is what they're called. Okay. And they were all overflowing with flowers. Some of the flowers would hang down to almost the next like floor. They were huge. I think that one of those places would have been cool to stay at. But we just stayed at some. Well, the hotel that we stayed at there was super nice and had a really nice view. But we got there so late Mm -hmm. and left there so early that it was almost a waste of money. Yeah. Because I believe that that place was like a $300 hotel. And that night we really could have done with like. A hostel a for like 20 place. bucks yeah. or something. Because the amount of time that we actually spent there was like, okay, go to bed and then wake up and leave. Which really was the downfall of the whole trip. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is a learning experience. You know, but you only have a certain amount of time. And you want to see a certain amount of shit. Sometimes it's kind of like, well, had we not done that? We wouldn't have seen all that stuff. So, like, what do you do? Had we just gone to Munich and then just gone to Vienna 
we would have missed all that shit in between. Mm-hmm. So it would have been easier and it would have been more relaxing, but it wouldn't really have been, it wouldn't really have been as cool. Right. We would have missed, um, Hallstatt. Because the I, next morning we went to Holstadt. I think you got to decide what you want out of the trip. And if the trip is going to be, let's see as much stuff as we can while we're there. Your entire trip needs to be planned around that. So pack less, take less. Adjust your expectations. Be prepared for it. Yeah. Know that you're not going on a relaxing vacation, mm-hmm. but you're going like on an adventurous vacation. And if that was the case, I would have taken half the amount of shit. I would have left a significant amount of stuff completely, and just been like, okay, I got, I got a book bag, mm-hmm. and, and that's it. Not like we're backpacking across Europe, like we're some college kids, but. I'm just going to bring like three changes of clothes or something. And I'm not going to bring all this other shit. Cause then you got to do something with it. You got to stash it in a, in a train station. You got to put it in a locker room. Mm-hmm. I think that was the biggest downfall of the trip was we did so much. It was just tiring. I don't know. But maybe I had, maybe I didn't have my expectations right. You've never done something like that before. No, For all the I traveling haven't. that you've done, you haven't really done like a. Well, I mean, you, you kind of did, but I don't think you really count that. Well, when I went to Europe before. Yeah. And then you've just kind of blocked that. I've just blocked it from my memory. So, yeah, we went to Hallstatt, which was that your favorite place we went? That and the spa, yeah. Well, you really liked it that much. Yeah. Hallstatt was... We saw bones. A place where... We saw bones. Yeah, we saw bones. That's that's it. It's my screen's... My screen on my lock screen on my phone. We finally did something cool. That so four days in, five <laughs> days in, finally. I, f- I felt things there. I felt like it was like something out of a movie, like it wasn't real. It rained that day, which I think is the only day that it rained while we were there. And it was kind of foggy. And it just had this weird, like, magical atmosphere. Like, fairies could have popped out at any moment. Like, I could have almost seen one. I was, like, so close. Or or bones. (laughs) We saw bones. Or little gnomes. What was it? it, We saw 1,200 human skulls? Mm -hmm. Is that what it was? I think so. 12 or 1,300, yeah. But That's awesome. There's just one little tiny room with just, all these skulls laid out. Just kind of, s- were they stacked? Yeah, they were yeah. neatly stacked. Very neatly stacked. And, and then their bones, like the large like femur 
bones, right? I don't know. <laughs> they were all stacked underneath the skulls. But the skulls were painted on and decorated, and it looked super cool. If you were a resident of the town, you could ask that request you be buried there or buried displayed yeah laid to rest mm-hmm. in the ossuary was that what it was called mm-hmm. yeah it was it was really cool um i felt like every corner that we turned in that little town was like more pretty there was just it was right on a lake there were flowers and you really would have like, to see a picture of it. Ivy growing everywhere and church steeples and then the bells rang. It, it was really magical place. It, I didn't feel like it was a real place. It definitely has that feeling. And then the feeling was lost because it was like, we got to go. <laughs> when do we have to go? How do we get there? When do we have to be there? It just was like... In the back of my mind, every time we were somewhere doing something, it was like I have to be prepared for whatever it is that we're doing next. I remember... I don't know, we ate, we got a margarita pizza. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. Wasn't as good as the one from Seattle. No. But it was good. It was good. I and got a coffee. Oh, and then we got those pastries at that other little shop. You got another coffee ice cream float. Oh, that's a relatively famous place, too. I got tea or something. That was one of those, like, must-go-to cafes cafe market or something like that you petted a goat or you tried and then you i don't know held a snail yeah (laughs) we saw the goats and the snails Mm -hmm. that church was called the parish of the assumption of the assumption yeah (laughs) yeah that's interesting that's the church with the bones that church was really cool. All the churches were cool. Yeah. Every single one they of them were had awesome. awesome artwork and sculptures and displays. And the, a lot of the churches there had dead people in them. Mm-hmm. Where whoever, like a priest or whatever the fuck they have, I don't, the fathers. Yeah. That... Were just displayed in the church in a box. But it was like a glass box where you could look in and see the dude's skull. I was like, what the fuck? And then the bones just kind of... It wasn't a big box. That one glass box we saw was just like yeah. uh, two feet long. And the bones were just kind of put in there in a skull. It was weird. It's one of the places that I would probably... Like, let's say that we were to go back to us. You built. No one can hear that. I can make it loud. It just sounds like church bells. I took a video of it. It sounds cool. Is that rain? Uh Uh-huh. You can hear the rain. That's cool. Yeah, it was awesome. I feel like that should have been more of a moment than it was. 
because I just feel like it got overshadowed by like worry or stress where we had to or, be the next or that, that, that night because we had like a reservation at a different place we stayed that in night. that we stayed in Hallstatt the night before we did and we got there really late and just woke up and left and then we left. had to get oh we had to get the car back that night right we had to get from Hallstatt to Vienna and return the car rental which was like rental a three car. hour drive or whatever I think two or three hour drive and it was like I mean I think I feel like we saw everything that we needed to see there I don't think you need like three days no. in Hallstatt. It's very small, but it was just like just that back of like on on Sundays, you never fully enjoy a Sunday because you know you got to go to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So no matter <laughs> what you're doing on Sunday, in the back of your mind, you're like, God, fuck, like tomorrow it, it starts again. So that's why Saturdays are the only days that you can ever enjoy. <laughs> Every other day is bullshit. But we did go to the little salt mine. Yeah, we did. Well, we didn't. We went to the salt mine entrance gift shop. <laughs> and we rode the little cart. It was up. a cog. Okay. It was a cog. That's, They're different. That's, that's than... horrible word. <laughs> We rode it up to where you could go to the to mines, but we didn't. That shit was like forty dollars to ride the cart up there, and it was another forty to go into the mines. So mm-hmm. we just rode the cart, but we got to go to the observation the, deck, the, the Skywalk or whatever or they something. call it, yeah, and walk out onto that fucking creepy ass walkway that Ledge. like hangs a hundred feet in the air or whatever. Oh, it was awesome. We had weird, like, Romanians, I think, help take our photos. They weren't Indians. (laughs) Okay, Romanians. When you say Indian, though. I mean from India. I don't make that mistake. Yeah, I I wish we could go back there, or I wish I would have tried to be. I'm good at being in the moment. I try to take every day as, like, the moment. I try, you know, I don't, I don't get excited about things in the future. No, you don't. I don't like to be excited about things in the future. I try to avoid that because if there's something coming up in the future that you're excited about, it's going to make it take longer to get there. If you keep fucking thinking about it, you have to just forget about it and let the day come. Cause if you're counting it down, it's like, God, this is, forever. it does make, when you're excited about something in the future, because I get excited about things in the future, but it can make, if you're so focused on it, it can make the everyday horrible because you're just focusing on what's to come, but you still have, you know, 50 days to live through. That's really not ideal way to live. But I, I don't know. You just Maybe didn't live was... in the moment. I haven't done a lot of traveling. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was my first. And when I did, you know, travel, I went by myself. Mm-hmm. I was only looking out for me. So maybe it was just that whole, like, 
oh, like you're in charge of yourself and someone else. I like, hate when, when you when, say when, that. When I made, it sounds like I'm high maintenance or like bitchy I mean, about it or something. I mean, you weren't making sure that we were on the right train or on the right road. I just completely trusted you. Right. <laughs> Meaning that I was completely in charge of I was us. confident in your skills. <laughs> when I got on the wrong train in Japan going the wrong direction, I was like, oh, like that was dumb of me. Let me get off at the next stop and fix this. I'll go back the direction I was supposed to go. It's not embarrassing. It was just me being making a mistake. But if I do that, like, let's say you and me and Morgan and Dana are trying to go somewhere. I would just be like, oh, we got to switch trains here and hope that no one noticed <laughs> that now we're going back the direction we came. I wouldn't announce like, oh, like, hey, I got us on the wrong train. You're supposed to do a good job at it. And if you're like, God, this is like, I don't even feel safe with this dude guiding me around this country. Doesn't I even would know where never he's gone. feel that way. I wasn't. But you want to do a good job at it. I want to be prepared. I want to make sure that we're doing the right thing at the time that we want to do it. Yeah. Someone has to do it. I know. But maybe it, next it, time it won't feel that way because now I've done it. And I've experienced it, but I also kind of realized, oh, shit, like, don't don't stress about that too much, because mm -hmm. then it's going to fuck with your enjoyment. One of the most stressful things was that night, getting the car rent back to the rental place. Well, that was just because it didn't tell us where to return it. And Vienna's a big city. In and the Vienna, address less left led us to nowhere there are you know opposite lanes of driving traffic and in the middle there's a specific lane for the trains and you know they have the train tracks in the lanes but sometimes the lane that you're supposed to drive in is the train lane. And so you have to get into the train lane and share that road with the fucking trains. And nowhere that I've ever been in my life is that something that you're supposed to do. Like, take your car, drive it up it onto the... It sounds really bad. The, the, the train path. Mm-hmm. And I guess if the train is coming, you're supposed to just get over. But I've been in, in places where, like, there's a lane for one way on one side. And then, like, a curb and, like, some trees and then some train tracks and then some trees and then a curb and then the other lane right. going the other direction. And it's like, okay, everything's separated. Like, this makes sense. This is for the train, and these are the directions that you're going in the car. But this shit was 
a lane, a fucking train, and the other lane. No yeah. curb, no trees. Just, like, four lanes, three lanes, and, like, one or two of them may have a fucking train on it. Yeah. And if you were supposed to turn, you also just turn across the tracks. The train. And there would be these weird, uh, I think it was like bus stops where the sidewalk comes out into the street for the bus stop. So your lane that you're driving in ends because there's a fucking bus stop. But you're just supposed to go around the bus stop into the lane with trains in it and then get back over Yeah. when the bus stop ends. And so we're driving around already like, what the fuck is like never anywhere in my life have I even heard that this is a thing that happens. And then on top of that, the car rental place is closed, but there's a drop off for it after hours, but nowhere anywhere does it say where it is. So There's we're following, an address. We're following signs. Well, the address was the car rental place at the train station. Mm-hmm. Because you could see, like, I think it was Hertz that we were using. It was like, oh, there's the office. But it's inside the Vienna fucking train station. Right. Where do you park the car? Right. Where do you just leave it here? And there was no place to park, really. No, we just drove around in circles like, like four or five times. Yeah, we just drove around the train station and over and we, over. We followed a sign that we thought said was for returns. Took us away, away. Right, like 20 it. minutes away. And we were like, oh, this is way too far. But so I had to read reviews on the website to figure out where the drop off was. And we eventually found it. Yeah. And from that point on, when we dropped the car off and walked out of the parking garage, everything about the trip changed. Because mm-hmm. we were now in Vienna for four days and nowhere else to go except to the airport four days later mm-hmm. in Vienna to come back home. And we just kind of went <sighs> we and relaxed. In the same hotel. <laughs> awesome hotel oh it was so cute the grand ferdinand it was so cute plants so many plants in the uh lobby and a rooftop pool with breakfast up there on the roof too it was awesome the room was really nice the room was super nice Mm -hmm. also very kind of cool views expensive (laughs) hey you booked the rooms he did really good booking places to stay he did a good job but yeah we relaxed we went to bed that night and i think we slept until like 10 or 11 the next day because for the first time we didn't have to pack up and check out before checkout time we could just stay and I don't really remember what we fucking did. The first day we 
found a laundromat and went and did laundry because at this point it was like eight days and we were out of clothes so we had to do laundry we got japanese food yeah we went and got japanese food it was so good that shit was really good Mm -hmm. we got ramen and, and curry udon yep yeah that shit was awesome it was really good and then we went to that super famous uh Cafe Central. Oh, with all the different pastries where we just ordered like a ton and just ate that at six o'clock at night. Wait, did we go to the burger place that night then? Or was that another no, one? That was later. Oh, okay. It doesn't really matter what we did on what day. We just talk about the things. Yeah. That we did while we were there. We the went burger to more place. Churches was uh what was it called god what a it horrible was a terrible name, name. addicted the name addicted to rock yeah <laughs> was the name of the place but, horrible oh but the they, food made up for the name it did have a cool theme it did of, like rock music mm-hmm. not other kinds of rock they had cool light fixtures yeah everything in there was awesome yeah and it was Well, that's hard to say. You're, a, so you're going to say the bread was better uh, than those wings. I think so. Because the wings there the, were super good. The wings were the best wings I've ever had. The like, burger was totally black. Yeah. Yours was. Mine wasn't. But yeah, the burgers were great. The wings were to die for. To die for. They were. I would. Roosters aren't isn't as good. We saw more bones. Yeah, the next day was when we went to that big church, St. Stephen. We saw 2,000 dead people bones. Yeah, didn't that make an impression on you? Yeah. Because how you've never been underground and just looked at piles of dead bones or bones. I mean, what obviously they they're dead. It's not catacombs. Crypt. Yeah, catacombs. Shit was awesome. But it was a little creepy, but it was cool. Was it creepy to you? little bit the the i happened to brush against the wall a couple times and it just crumbled so i was constantly terrified that the whole thing was just gonna crumble well it was good that it crumbled because i yanked part of the wall apart and took some of it home with us did you you know that i did yeah did you give it yeah speaking of <laughs> i didn't ever get a thank you sam <gasps> you gave it to sam and he didn't even mention it at thanksgiving he didn't he didn't call me. Not that he needs to call me. He could have texted. Right. But also, I gave it to David. Okay. To give to Sam. Okay. So maybe David just kept it for himself. Ooh. But I told David where it was from and what it was. Maybe he thought he didn't want his son to have it. Maybe <laughs> it was cursed. He just kept it for himself, yeah. maybe. Maybe. But huh. it's right over there on my little shelf. Piece, piece of, of rock yep in the catacombs yeah i i felt like the the wall was really crumbly like it seemed like a little ancient. risky to be under there and you know how tall it was the like place, it's a huge church the place has been there since before this was a country mm-hmm. there's a golden ladder to heaven inside of it oh boy, that shit's cool. yeah that was, was my favorite awesome. thing i saw 
The catacombs? No, the latter. Oh. Because what a weird thing for an ancient church to have. <laughs> like a brand new modern, like neon. Lit up. Ladder. Yeah. That shit was cool. It was weird. Otherwise, we just we just walked around and shopped. We and went to all the luxury stores and ate more pastries. Well, we went out with friends. With friends. With friends. Is that how you're gonna say it? Well, how do you want to say it? We went out with a a famous rock a star. famous rock star <laughs> and his yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was. I mean, except he's not famous. You said he's a little bit famous. In that circle. I think he's relatively well known. Yeah. Well, his girlfriend was cool, so I don't care if he was famous or not. Why? Well, I'm not a groupie. It wasn't <laughs> like, oh, let's, let's go hang out. <laughs> like, it wasn't some starstruck shit. It was just from... I don't know what made him ever take notice of me because i just followed him on instagram not the band page just his page mm-hmm. and i don't think i ever messaged him or said anything to him like hey man i really loved your music and really i love big, you really big fan. <laughs> i think that he has so little followers compared to you know sting or something you don't even know who sting is no I've never heard That's of why them. You, I don't know why you like Psych, because they make 80s references all the time. Occasionally I get it. Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm like, oh, I know what they're talking about. Give me an example. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But, you know, I think it was food. I think it was just our mutual love of food. Mm-hmm. He would post pictures of f- food and I'd be like, Oh shit. Like that looks good. Right. I would post pictures of food and he'd be like, Oh shit, that looks good. However, when we came together and ate together, his food did not look good. His food was good. It was fucking horrible. <laughs> One of the worst things. Well, they I've took ever us. <laughs> Yeah, what was the name of the place? I don't, I don't I remember the names. They took us to an Gasthaus Buchaker and Song. This was like an Austrian restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. It's like she. They said most of their like produce and stuff like that. Everything's fresh and seasonal, and the food was really good. Um, you got I got Wiener Schnitzel there again, but mine was like stuffed with Yours like was really cheese and good. bacon. Didn't or have something. pumpkin seeds. Yeah, like in the crust. Uh-huh. Oh, and I got that um, potato salad. One of the sides was potato salad, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll take potato salad." It was actual potatoes with actual salad yeah. on top of the potatoes, and I was like. This is their potato salad. Very different from America, but it was very good. I asked him on the post if he remembered the names of the stuff. So it was Bomisch Palatschinken mit Mohn und Schlagobers. 
and Kurbish Kernschnitzel mit Erdapfel Vogelsalat und Monudum. I mean, I'm serious. If you go look at this post and read it, the words are like 20 letters long. <laughs> so describe the thing that he got that you almost vomited over when you tasted it. Because we... Well, I got these all, little... They let us try, like, everybody's dishes, so... I got these little pasta things that look like ziti. It was a dessert, right? I don't... This? Yeah, that was our dessert. Okay, what did I eat, then? You also ate a wiener schnitzel. <laughs> did I get the pumpkin wiener schnitzel? This one? Is this mine? Actually, yes. I think that one was yours. Because mine was stuffed with something. Yours was just that. Whatever I got was really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Whatever you got was, was really, really fucking good. good. Whatever Matias got was fucking disgusting. It was like... It sounds disgusting. He's going to describe it. How do I not have a photograph of it? I didn't take a picture of it either. Yeah, I don't have a picture of it. But it was black. Dark brown. Okay, well, his main entree was dark brown. But then the stuff around it on the plate was black. So it was like a black sauce that was real thick, like if you were to take black beans and like refry them like for a bean burrito but i think black beans are also they're not black in the middle it's just the outside yeah that's, black. that's true so that's not what it would look like it looked like the beaches in iceland when you see people post pictures from like the black sands mm-hmm. that's what it looked like and then this thick i remember it being like two inches thick like this massive thick chunk of like all the bullshit from inside an animal that most people don't eat was it a cow i think it was cow i think so too but it was all the nasty (laughs) shit like ground up liver so like you would imagine you would put it into like a sausage and inside the casing Mm -hmm. but there was no casing it was gelatinous and i think that it was held together by coagulated blood so it was like blood and organs and intestines ground up and mushed together and then solidified there was some sort of sauce on it (laughs) oh wow (laughs) but he wanted me to try it so i did and I wish I knew exactly. I should ask him exactly what what he got was called so mm-hmm. that I'll know for the future. But in the top three of the worst things I've ever ate. You went. <gasps> it, like an involuntary gag, almost vomit reflex mm-hmm. from how fucking horrible <laughs> it was. And then you actually liked it. Yeah. (laughs) 
I thought it would be terrible. It sounds gross. It kind of looked gross. Looked, and then you almost gross. vomited. So I had n- low expectations. And I took a bite and I was like, oh, oh, this is this is actually kind of good. I would eat this. <laughs> yeah. It kind of tasted like liver to me. But how cool of him to just, oh, you're in my country? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we get together and have dinner? Mm-hmm. Completely unnecessary of something for someone to do. Yeah. We came to go to the show and visit around and see shit. I think it's due to, even though Harakiri for the Sky is a very well-known band in that scene, that scene is so small that even though they may be in the top ranks of it, it's not like he's assaulted when he goes out in public. Mm-hmm. It's not like he walks down the street and people want his autograph and shit. So I think it kind of allows more interaction with people without it being like, Oh, you just want to hang out with me cause I'm famous. Right. Cause it's not like I got clout because I know dude from Harakiri for the sky. No one's thinking I'm cool. I'm not name dropping. Like, oh, I know <laughs> Matthias Solzak. People will be like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> but it's a really nice perk of, you know, I guess being into or liking that kind of music where, like, I'm never going to meet Axl Rose. He's never going to invite me to come hang out with him. But in this scenario, it's something that is possible. Mm-hmm. It was really, yeah, it was a really cool experience. Plus his girlfriend really likes you. Mm-hmm. And you really like her. Yeah, we kind of, like, Clicked, I guess. You're similar we people. Have, yeah, we have similar interests and stuff. Matthias and I have similar interests. We both like food. Make fun of British people. <laughs> He's sitting there, yeah, fucking Brits, and I'm like, dang, he just said that. <laughs> but then. We spent an entire day just wandering around. And two entire nights just wandering around. Yeah. Just looking at shit. All the weird statues, all the crazy fucking buildings. I know we drank a shitload of coffee. We did. Because we always had to try all the different coffees. And so many pastries. We went to... Just everywhere. The Nachtmarkt. I believe that's what it was called. Mm -hmm. Which was like that outdoor market. Where we got harassed to buy olives. Pretty much assaulted with olives. Olives stuffed with every kind of cheese and thing that you can imagine. There were so many. So I tried one because they were giving free samples. And I don't like olives. And I'm like, I'll try one stuffed with cheese. Maybe I'll like it. Didn't like it. Yeah, they're not really giving you a free sample. What they're doing is 
baiting you into feeling guilty for not. And then buying some. Mm-hmm. Which... They can like shrink wrap it, <laughs> vacuum pack it or something if you need to travel. Anytime that I saw someone walking around with some of the olives, I didn't ever think, well, that guy must really love olives, so he came here to get some. I thought, oh, what a sucker. Mm-hmm. Like, he got conned into buying some olives. He couldn't say no. Yeah. They were pretty aggressive salesmen. There was a lot of cool-ass artwork. And... Souvenirs. We ate duck. Yeah. And... Even more pastries. Yep. And then we went to another show. Chocolate. Yeah. This is the last night. You went to another show. That was the last night? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, before that, we went to the museum then. Oh, right. Oh. And we went to the museum and the planetarium. Mm-hmm. And the planetarium shit was pretty crazy because it they was. took the actual, like, image of the sky at the moment that you're there and then kind of shoot way into space with it and show you what's going on in space at right this very now. moment, mm-hmm. which is pretty fucking cool. It was really cool. And then you got to see a bunch of shit about evolution. Dinosaurs and Lucy. Oh, so the dinosaur shit was weird for you, right? It stood out. Why? Because I was... Yeah. I'm going to talk really quiet. Because <laughs> I was told that dinosaurs aren't real. But you said that you had like a moment with the dino, Not that... I didn't get the feeling that you thought, oh, I'm so dumb because I didn't know about dinosaurs. But you had never even, when, when we're kids, when us normal kids are in school, we go on field trips to museums all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. You get shown this shit, even if you don't care about it. Here's dinosaurs, here's monkeys, here's all kinds of weird shit. You'd never seen any. You'd never seen a dinosaur before. Well, I feel like I've seen bones of one before when I was like a child, and I just remember my mom telling me that it was fake. But you'd never walked into a room and seen a fully assembled dinosaur skeleton. No. A life size. No. I think it was a brontosaurus. Or it whatever. was giant. Yeah. Yeah, I had a moment in there where I was like, "Oh my god, these were actually real." You can't deny it. There's no way around it. They're They're... Holocaust deniers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, people find a way to deny anything. They they build reasons in their head or excuses or false ideas. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. I'll just believe this. Basically, I'll just believe this because I want to. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll go and I'll find someone saying something. That's enough of a reason for me to say, okay, I, like, it, it, I'll believe it. Yeah. You can always find somebody to support your weird shit. Yep. But they had hundreds of different species of shit on display, actual, uh, specimens so they had probably a couple hundred different turtles like in glass jars or pinned to boards and hundreds of different lizards and snakes and rocks i know the rocks don't really go with 
animals, but they had thousands of rocks. Yeah, all like kinds thousands. of shit. Lot they had bones there too, like the yeah. different humans and stuff. Yeah, that was a cool museum. It it was really pretty too, the architecture. Yeah, the, the actual building. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then we went to a show and saw my favorite band. It was really good. (laughs) Okay. Cool. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) I was surprised at how many people show up to these shows there. Like, it must be such a bigger thing in Europe than it is here. Way more people than here. You can go see well-known bands here. And, like, you could go see, like, Nile or Cannibal Corpse, Dying Fetus. Like, big names. And Death Metal, and you might get... Like 100 or 200 people, maybe. Whereas here, these are, at least in America, these are like no-name bands. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're, you know, better known in Europe, but... If they were to come here, I bet you they wouldn't get even more than 100 people at their shows. Unless they were touring with like five other bands. Right. To bring in fans from all the different bands. But it was really nice not having people, like, smashed into you. Because even if you just take the hundred people at, like, a Cannibal Corpse show, all of them will stand as close as they can to the front, no matter how much room they have to stand in and just smash the shit out of you. Mm -hmm. Or push you or fight you to get in front of you. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, everybody was just well spaced, relaxed and hanging out mm-hmm. and just enjoying it to where you could just stand there without having to worry about, am I going to get kicked in the head? Like or me. If you're smaller, you, it's way more apt to happen than it is to you. People like, elbow you in the face so what was didn't it didn't happen once there what was it about that specific show that really you said you had you said you had a moment <laughs> i had <laughs> moments on this trip you had a moment there as well you said i felt like i mean i've liked that band for a while that band a linda band. band um but I didn't think the sh- the show part of it was better than Vulgifluster. I hate that word. I can't see it. <laughs> or here, Carrie for the Sky, really. Like the show part of it, but the music was really good. It just, I felt it for the first time. I felt like I understood. <laughs> 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It was a feeling you of like, like you understood what I understood, like the music or the. I've went to a few of these shows with you, like I don't know, a handful, and I felt like an outsider kind of or like I don't understand it completely I liked it it wasn't like I hated the music I enjoyed the music but that was the first time where I felt like I was a part of it and it meant something to me that's a big part of why I think people end up getting so deeply involved with it because like you can listen to any kind of music that you want and at the same time dress however you want without it being interconnected Mm -hmm. so like the guy with the asics and the khaki cargo shorts Mm -hmm. he could he could totally connect with this band but you would never know it by looking at him you would have to know the dude and talk to him to know like oh he's into that and there are people like that but then there are people that kind of commit their lifestyle or commit the way that they dress like it fully like takes priority in their life mm-hmm. and I think why that happens is there's such a deep connection because they feel they feel a way that they know most other people don't feel like you know if you want to say they're emo or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's not emo it's an actual you know it's not a phase right they they see life and they see the world in a different way than most people do and they feel it in such a way that that's how they dress. That's the kind of shit that they spend their time doing or thinking about or talking about. And a lot of people just kind of go about their lives being kind of into a lot of different things mm-hmm. or like all you fucking do is play fantasy football. Like that's your thing. All you do is play adult softball. That's your thing. Or you could be like Justin. For for one year, he's really into remote control airplanes. For one year, he's really into saltwater fish. For one year, he's really into extreme camping. Mm-hmm. Justin's getting a lot of different shit, but he's not fully like getting like sucked into a persistent lifestyle. Whereas this type of music connects with people because it's putting out a vibe. Yeah. Which is a horrible way to frame this type of music by saying it has It has a vibe. (laughs) But you're not going to get that kind of a depressing outlook or that kind of a misanthropic existence is meaningless type of outlook from taylor swift no and so when people hear that kind of shit i think that 
it really means something to them that someone else sees shit the way that they see it. Mm-hmm. Someone else feels the way that they feel. And like with a band like Nile, you don't really get that. They're singing about weird ass Egyptian gods. Yeah. That's not something that we're going to listen to and be like, Oh yeah. Like, like Anubis. Like (laughs) I, I feel that the music sounds really fucking good. They're really good at their instruments. There isn't... There isn't a... Well, they definitely have a vibe. All their shit is very much Egyptian-themed. Yeah. But it isn't... Something that you can really connect to. Or -hmm. relate to. Whereas with a lot of the black metal stuff... It's like, oh, like... These are my people. But then you go to a show here in America, and, and you look around, and it's like these and I'm aren't, like, yeah. these aren't my people. That's how I've felt here in America when yeah. I've well, gone you, to the shows with you. Like, oh my god! <laughs> you go to a, to a Guar show. They're such a weird fucking band that people that don't even care about their music are like, oh, I I gotta go. This this is like going to a an amusement park. Right. This is an experience. Where I just want to get in there and have a good time and laugh. More so than I really connect with this music on like a spiritual level. Yeah. Because how the fuck could you? Right? (laughs) You couldn't. And I think that, you know, so you're going to get a huge variety of people at one of their shows. But same at like a Nile or Cannibal Corpse show. Or any of the weird shit that Dale listens to. Mm-hmm. Like, Dale listens to, I always give him shit for this. He listens to a lot of similar bands as the dude that goes to the gym that wears the hat right on top of his head. <laughs> not yeah. not the dude with that wears the socks on the outside of his pants. No. Yeah, no. But I think I know who the you're dude that wears about. the Black Dahlia murder shirt. That's one of Dale's favorite bands. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that guy is nothing like Dale. Mm-hmm. You just know. You, you can just tell. Right. And I guess we've seen him around enough. Like, we know. But they would both be at that show. And I would never go to that show and feel like, oh, my people. Yeah. Like, we're all here together. There's, there's none of that. And let's say that Harakiri for this guy came here and toured. There will be a lot of people that are just going to that show because, oh, there's a show. Mm-hmm. And when a lot of those lesser known black metal bands come and tour here to get a crowd to come to the show, they have to tour with some other shit band that has nothing in common with them because that shit band will get people to come to the show. Brings the crowd. Right. So you get these weird ass uh, bills where it's like Harakiri for the Sky and I can't even imagine what it would be like. 
I don't know, some bad example <laughs> of a band that they would tour with. A lot of times they'll get other well-known bands, but it's it's still not the same type yeah. of atmosphere. The cool thing about it there was that it was just three or four bands playing the same style of music mm -hmm. with the same atmosphere. So everybody that was there was very connected. Mm -hmm. I agree. And it did feel like, oh, my, like my people. There was no eight-foot-tall skinhead. There was no frat boy. Mm -mm. There was no, like, drunk old man that just happened to be there because it was a bar. Was walking around right. screaming at everybody. Maybe I was trying to explain that for you. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> but is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah. Like, I, I think I've always, you know, I was raised where... Like, you're always supposed to be positive, you know, and look on the bright side and all of that stuff. And I think I talked about this a little bit on the last podcast is where I find your depressive view on things comforting. Because I, I know that there's that side of me that feels like that, but I've always tried to not feel like that and just be like nah I'm not like that you know but deep inside I am not all the time but sometimes very much so and it feels like a form of acceptance like you said like these are people that understand that and they're not gonna tell you you need to choose happiness or you know look on the bright side it's no. just okay to feel like that. And it's nice. And it's okay to dress this way and it's okay to look this way. And yeah. Yeah. I think that part of it made me feel like I, I was a part of it. Like I understood. I didn't feel like an outsider anymore or feel like I don't understand these weird people. I felt it. Their, their type of, Music is also very good live because it's so trancey. Mm -hmm. Not like dance music trancey, but the repetition and the kind of like spacey. You can not kind outer of, space. No, but, but like spaced out. You can kind of zone out mm -hmm. and forget that there's people around you. And that was really nice. Maybe it's like a form of meditation for us. It it can be, but <laughs> yeah. it it isn't. If the music isn't that specific type, I mean, maybe yeah. that's how other people feel. You know, if they go to a Maroon Five concert, <laughs> and maybe they maybe they get it. Maybe the basic white girl. Mm -hmm. goes to see Maroon 5 and she's like this is me <laughs> like they get me yeah this is exactly 
who I am. And it's speaking to me. Maybe they get in that that weird, like, spacey zone out. It's just kind of taking me away. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's what other people experience. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to know how other people are enjoying the stuff that they enjoy. Mm-hmm. Are they enjoying it the same way that you are? You're just enjoying different things. Yeah. Or is the thing that you're enjoying like actively better? So you're enjoying it more. Cause I always look at people that are like, yeah, Avenge sevenfold. Like what a badass band. Like I can't wait to go see them. And I like laugh at them. Like really? Like Not this great. is, what you're like spiritually attached to mm-hmm. like the message that you're taking from this can't possibly be speaking to you the way that my music speaks to me but that could be me just being a pretentious asshole thinking <laughs> that I'm better than they are but I do think that I'm better than them <laughs> But maybe, maybe we're equally as connected to different things. Yeah. And that they are getting that from it. It just doesn't take so much for them. You know, the things they're connecting to don't have to work so hard to get them connected. Whereas with me, it really does take like a very specific grouping of things. So, yeah, I mean, I've listened to a lot of music, different kinds, you know, the last couple years to try to figure out what I like to see if something speaks to me. And there's, you know, I still listen to country music sometimes because that's what I, it's the kind that I listened to when I was a teenager, whenever I could listen to music. So I have like nostalgia attached to it but when i actually listen to it i think it's terrible <laughs> right when but you, i when still you actively like yeah listen to the lyrics or the message yeah i'm like oh my gosh this is like ridiculous but i still know that's you a know, really good example the words because i still country music fans are ravenous for their country music but yeah. then like your your life message like your mantra for yourself is getting drunk on a plane <laughs> like, that's who you are yeah and shit for a lot of people that we know around here that's very possible mm-hmm. all that their life is is getting drunk on is, the weekends right mm-hmm. so like maybe yeah but for me it isn't Mm-hmm. We have to go all the way to fucking Europe to see a great band. Well, I had to go all the way to Europe to see a band that I, f- I finally connected to and felt. Whereas I've listened to this wide array of music and I have never connected to anything else the there's way a, I did there. There's also a huge difference between listening to an album and seeing it 
like played in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree because I'd listened to it before. I also think that might have a lot to do with it because you could go see a band and be like, oh, that was really good. Let me, I've never heard of them before. Let me go check them out. And they could become like your favorite band ever. Mm -hmm. But the first time that you saw them wasn't some amazing experience because you weren't like familiar with the music. So maybe the next time you see them like two years later and you know the songs, that show would be like significantly better better because you're also connecting with it because, I mean, I don't know why, but like you've heard it before. So you know the song already. It makes you enjoy it more but you're watching it weird i think it's it has to have something to do with it because it was the atmosphere yeah yeah seeing something (laughs) is different than just hearing it yeah but i'm saying had you seen it and heard it but not heard it before never mind Okay. Okay. You have any closing thoughts about Europe? Did you feel safe while you were there? A hundred percent. Did you feel safe while you were there because of all the guns that you saw? Yeah, there was just guns everywhere, just pointed at us. Well, you have to have a gun to feel safe. No, you don't. No, you do, because if you don't have a gun, but someone else has a gun, now you're unsafe. Yeah. Spoken like a true American. Nobody had guns there. I mean, it could be the fact that I was with you, because I always feel safe with you. Well, I have guns. (laughs) Good one. But When we asked Matias about the guns there. He just laughed. Yeah. It's. I was like, no. No It guns. felt completely safe. And even people were like, oh, there's pickpockets and stuff. I think that's a legit fear. But I guess nobody's pickpocketing you. I mean, I don't know how common that is. But I feel like it's a legitimate thing to be concerned about. Yeah. I'd rather get shot over there. Get your wallet, wallet stolen. stolen. Yeah. What? Are you insane? No, I'm serious. Why? Because it's a Louis Vuitton wallet. <laughs> no, because because of the annoyance of well, first you're on vacation, so right. we have a shitload of cash in the wallet, mm-hmm. our credit cards, our debit cards, driver's our IDs, license. And you have to replace all that, and you have to replace all that while you're. In a different country? Mm-hmm. How the fuck are you going to replace your driver's license in Austria? You're not. No, you're just screwed. Yep, you're screwed. So, yeah, they get shot. You go to the hospital. It's free. <laughs> they fix you right up. You don't pay for your hospital there. Okay. Well, yeah, I felt very safe. I didn't see any guns when I was there. I don't... Uh, forget the gun shit. I don't remember being anywhere or seeing anything or anyone 
at all anywhere where it was like, oh, we better, like, let's turn this way. Yeah, there was or nothing the street shady or. or... No, like, I can't no. think of a single thing that was even slightly. And we were even out after dark quite a bit. Oh, wow, yeah. But there was, no. No, the olive people were probably, like, the most threatened I felt. (laughs) No kidding. 